Best of Living. Here we are back with the podcast. This is Dr. Taylor Hartman. I'm with my colleague, Kat Larson. Hi, Kat. Hi, Taylor Hartman. Good to see you and talk with you and know that you're doing well. So yes. Well, let's talk about change today. Like, obviously, the seasons are changing, right? And yes. there's changes in life, things that happen. Um, what's, what's a change? Why is it so hard for some people to change and others invite it? What do you think causes some people to resist, resist change and why are others so inviting of change? Any thoughts? Okay. Well, I think probably if you start from a place of maybe feeling inadequate, you don't trust yourself. So you don't change because the status quo is better than what might it be. What if it's worse? If I make it, if I make a change and it's worse. Good point. I know, I know what's here. I don't know what's out there. Right. And I don't trust myself to get myself out of it if I got there. So the unknown frightens people. The unknown frightens people. Why you're good at it is because I think you have the opposite of that, the ability to go, okay, maybe I like the excitement and the adrenaline it gives me to do something different. Maybe that's why sometimes change is but easier for some people. There's those personalities. Very well said. So blues would struggle with change. Yep. Because they like to do it right and they know what right. they're doing. Why would they try something different where they don't know what they're doing? Right. Yellows would like change because they are like ADD. They like change in yes. life in general, right? So something new. Yes. And it doesn't have to be perfect for them. Plus, I like no. what you said about the adrenaline, that rush. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It yeah. will thrive on that. I think reds are also strong. Reds and whites struggle with both. They can actually be very good at change because it's a new opportunity and adventure. Or they can say, I like the way it is now. Why would I change? And whites are accommodating and very adaptable. So they actually can manage change fairly well. But on the other hand, they like to know where things are and how they are. Um, God, yes. And if you have OCD at all, that change is very, very disruptive for you. You like to know where everything is and how it is uh, going to work. Fear, by the way, is a big issue with change. And confidence is the, the positive behind change. Like, I'm sure I can figure this out. It's not the end of the world. Um, that's a great freeing attitude about change. So when I work with clients, the question is kind of like, so what causes people to actually improve and change? And what causes them to stay stuck? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think of a woman, for example, that says, I... She spent literally a session telling me why her husband is the problem. And then she said at the very end, but I really love him. And I said, well, how well is that working for you? Like all you're doing is telling me what's wrong with him and why it shouldn't work. And then how desperate you are that he stay with you. If you really believe you love him, then what is it he would want you to be doing and and choosing and acting like? That would make him still mm-hmm. want to stay with you. And instead, her feelings were, I hope it's okay that he accepts me as I am because I don't want to make efforts to love him on his terms. And his terms aren't bad. They're good terms. And I know them. And I've suggested to her that you'll be very sorry if, if he chooses to go elsewhere and you're left alone. You'll be the one who wishes you had made the change. And I don't want to put fear in your life, but I want you also to know that he has a right to be happy. And you're not offering that option by the way you feel about him. So I I guess Mm -hmm. I would say to people that are listening, what causes you to change? 
So I have uh, a couple that I think are, they're they're just I, they're my favorite. I love these people. They're just terrific people. And she's yellow and he's blue. And he has always been very fear-based, raised by a very sick father, narcissist, liar, unhealthy, stole his own son's money when he was younger. I mean, just mm. not, not well. And this man has been so afraid of change, afraid of, of enjoying life, more about the, the grind, always the grind. So his birthday comes up and his wife, his yellow wife says, what would you like to do for your birthday? And he says, um, clean the garage. I'd like to clean the garage, <laughs> which, which is so blue. I mean, I, I'm, hello, this is birthday we're talking about, not funeral. Like, hello, it's like an exciting moment, right? So she's so sweet. She goes, sure, that's fine. Okay, it's your birthday. That's what I'm going to do. We'll clean the garage, right? Mm -hmm. So, and that's more realistic as to what they would normally do. The day before, he plans a five-day trip first class to Hawaii for he and she and mm -hmm. off they go. Now I am telling you that is the last thing I would have ever expected him to do. Mm -hmm. And he said, I have to be honest that when we we're in Hawaii, she was doing yoga on the beach and I was reading self-help books on anxiety, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was just so classic, right? Well, I'll be good. One more chapter. Just give me one more chapter. I will figure this out. <laughs> it was so great because you, you, you can change, but not so much, <laughs> like at least a little, but it was something they both enjoyed doing. Like they were both doing what they like to do. Right. The fact that he gave this opportunity to them is so far from anything he ever expected he would be like, that I am mesmerized, to be honest with you. And it's that kind of thing that I just, I get excited about. I look at human choice to change and what it does to people's lives when they do it. Now, compare that with another young man I was working with just the other day who went, uh, he he's really wants to marry, he's 25, good looking, good kid, um, just socially a little awkward and not real sure of himself in that arena. And so mm -hmm. he has doubts about dating and that kind of thing. So he's out with line dancing in a group setting and had a good time. And the girl who set the thing up said to him, Hey, you know what? Um, there's line dancing at a bar downtown, um, country Western bar. I really want to go. I'm going to invite some friends to go. We'd love you to come. And he said to me, I don't know, it's 9.30 at night and uh, it's in a bar. And I said, well, you don't drink and you're single. Like, what are you going to be doing at 9.30 at night? Are you kidding? You sound like an old married man. I don't understand what you just said. He goes, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm not probably not going to go. There's another place that does it at 7.30. And I said, oh my gosh, I sh just shoot me right here. I, I cannot believe you're saying this to me. You loved going the night before. You had a great time. You want to meet a girl to date. This girl's inviting people to go have a good time. And you're telling me because it's late at night, 930, which is not late at night for young people in my mind, and it's in a bar, but you don't drink. What's the problem? It's still line dancing. So I think he sabotages change. He won't allow himself to be put into the mood and the opportunity to meet girls that he could then have marriage. And that bothers me. Stuck. I think he's stuck. And he's stuck believing okay, so he's right. Well, my goal, I said, if you don't push yourself, then, okay, you get what you deserve. All I could say, if that's too late for you, okay, you have a right to say that, but also know that you're telling me what I want more than anything is to find a girl to marry. I want to be with someone. 
but the way you're going about it is probably not going to meet that need. That makes sense? Yeah. So do you think that's really his goal? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is. Absolutely. Okay. But, but he's afraid. Well, he's afraid. I mean, I will say in all honesty, his fear trumps his goal. And so the opportunities that he's limiting himself from having a chance of success for the thing he really wants because of fear and change. And change. Yeah. It's funny. I think when people start doing stuff, me included, it's like, I am so, I am so this way with my yellow personality and not anymore, you know, since you and things in life, but it's like, because when you, start you changed. Doing Hello. Right, right. Exactly. Well, hey. because, and like when I, when you stretch or you're doing something for yourself, that sticking to it thing, which yellows aren't great no. at, by the way. Yes. And, and even when it's not going good, I mean, that's the whole thing. Well, I tried that. It didn't work. Right. Well, how long do you have to try something? Right. Um, and that it, you know, that it really, you have to keep going. You have to keep going. You got to try it 26 times, maybe. Yes. If it's the right thing, there's no time limit. If it's the right thing, you just do it because it's the right thing. Right. I mean, if you're socially, yeah. um, if you're wanting to connect with people, you have to socially yeah. be engaged, period. Not like, well, that was a bad yeah. experience. Well, so what? You still have to go again and have other opportunities and meet other people. Right. Yeah. So I do think you're right. Yellows are very inconsistent and very, um, they don't like to get, they don't like rejection. They don't like bad experiences. And the reality yeah. is that's, you know, it's not life. Like the reality is you're going to have to have some down things that you deal with as you make choices and changes. Right. But I think that the reality is you can't just say, I'm going to do it until I feel good about it. You say, I'm going to do it because it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing for me to be about. So I'm going to do it. Oh, that's an interesting distinction. So it's not, you know, you have to make sure that it's not a feel good thing because you'd stop after the first time. Right. You know, it doesn't feel good. I'm stopping. Why would it feel good? Like the truth is you probably have not done it before. So of course it's not going to necessarily feel good. Right. But you're, if it's the right thing to do, you stay with it because that's, it's the right thing. Yeah. But do you know how easy that irrational thought comes into yes. like, you know, it's like, well, I should be, I did what he said. It doesn't feel good. Why would I do it again? <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. But you know, what's funny to me, every time someone uses that kind of reasoning with me, I'm like, listen yes. to yourself. You're bitter, you're resentful, you're tired, you're overwhelmed. And none of yeah. those are good things. So whatever has caused you to believe you're right by saying what you're saying is not in my mind healthy. And, and, but they can't hear it because they're justifying why they are disappointed, why it didn't work out for them, right? And by the way, I do think that you can go through life that way. I truly believe you can go through life just being disappointed. And that's okay. That's your choice. That's what you want to do. But if you're going to have a quality of life, you've got to pick some things you value and stick to them and say, I'm choosing this because I'll be a better person. Kat, when I see your life and how it's evolved, you know mm -hmm. how much better your life and quality of your life is. You know. Mm -hmm. And you also mm -hmm. know there are those around you who have not chosen that path. So, you know, you're living proof of the difference it can feel like to make the effort versus not making it. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, we were just talking about this. My, uh, Paco and I were just talking about this It's like, and it's still just not natural by the way. I mean, I still like in my world have to like work on, you know, and in fact, Paco thinks it's like, you don't do anything unless it's growth, you know, development oriented right. because, because <laughs> I talk color code a lot. Right. 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 
but if I don't keep that in front of me, it's interesting. Some things have become habitual and I have truly changed, but there's some stuff that I, I'm, I still work on dependable all the time, Taylor. But, but I admire Like that. I still work. I admire that. <laughs> I mean, I still have to keep it that in my front. It's like, you said this, do it. Don't change it. Don't shift because you don't feel like it. You know? Um, I love so that about you. I, because you're saying to people the real thing, which is it doesn't just become easy overnight. Like it's not just, it may never become easy for you. But the fact that you choose to do that, in my mind, speaks yeah. even more volumes of who you are. Does it ever, like, are, do you ever deal with a limitation in your color that you have to continue to work on? Or are you like, are no. you, uh, are you Jesus-like right now? <laughs> no, no, no. Trust me. Kidding, far from. <laughs> I, but I, I would say like disorganization is, it's still, absolutely. It's, it's so funny. When we'll come to Sundance and I'll lay out my, just all my stuff I have to do. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, it's like a, an old man that's packed a bag on a trip across the country. It's unbelievable to me. And my wife's all orderly and organized and puts things away. Just, it's just still their part of who I am. No question about that. And I, I think in some ways I'm so much better at things that I have worked at because I value them. I see them as important. Yes. Uh, being yes. assertive, I'm sure our audience would never believe that was ever a difficult thing for me. And I'm not sure I'm as fair about that as I think I am, because I, I think I've always had strong opinions. I've always believed things, but to actually voice them like I do, that's a growth. Mm -hmm. That was not always there. Mm -hmm. And so those things have become more natural for me. But even um, other things like consistency, like I still think that is or organization. It's still a challenge, right? Whereas the things that are like yellow, that are fun, positive, they're not work for me. I don't work at yeah. enjoying fun. It's not hard for me. Right. And, and right. you don't either. It, those are easy kind no. of things for us, right? So I no. do think it's a, it's a challenge constantly. I do. Absolutely. But I will also yeah. be honest I, and say I value those things I've developed more than things I naturally came with. Oh, for sure. Right. Oh, for Oh, for sure. I, I was talking to my, my kid about that, which is like, you know, we're in the middle of with um, one of my children about being liked versus being respected yes. and how, yes. you know, that was, I really worked on that my whole life. Like yep. it's, it's, it felt so good to be liked, Yes, uh, but that goes away. And so now it's just, I don't even think about that one anymore. I don't have to work at that one anymore. Great point. You made a decision and it's worked for you, right? Whereas right. others are right. more difficult. I agree yes. with that. Yeah. Yes. But, but I yeah. do think that just change itself, like what am I changing in my life that gives me an opportunity to experience life more abundantly, differently? There's something you don't want to change. I'm not telling everybody to change everything. That's not my goal. Right. But my goal is right. be introspective. Look at your life. Like if you're never being very like thoughtful, if you're never being the first to call someone, if you're mm -hmm. um, withholding... Um, opportunities of travel and you've wanted to, but you've never done it. I mean, just be open to the possibility of changing how you see life. I have come to really appreciate diversity. Like I really do more than ever in my life. I love hearing different perspectives, but mostly with strong people. And what I mean by that is healthy people who can, I can literally just be myself and direct and tell them, and they don't get wounded, offended, irritated, and the same with me, like when they give me feedback that I totally disagree with, I don't mm -hmm. want it to be where they're afraid that I'm going to judge them as being unacceptable or what a jerk they are. I, I want them to feel like I'm academically, intellectually 
and emotionally capable of having that difference of opinion and, and holding them in high regard. I love people like that. I love having those kind of exchanges, right? And that's a change yeah. for me. I, I would be much more guard like you. Being liked was more important than the respect. And that's yes. a change, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh my and, gosh. And I think it's also good to have people in your life who challenge change, who kind of make you think of things differently. I'll take an example for me is college. I, I love, I'm like a college Nazi. I mean, I love the experience of going, learning, being, all those things were so rich in my mind. And I have come to realize mm -hmm. it's really not that great path for everybody. There's people that do much better without that. And mm -hmm. I still regret in some ways, just the magic of those moments I loved as a college student, you know, colleagues that are, you know, going to college and talking and some are working part-time, some aren't, whatever, that kind of that free moment of your life of growth and expansion of thinking. But I've mm -hmm. certainly found people that are just more technically skilled and oriented and want that experience more than they want that college degree. And the college degree doesn't help them, for example, to move forward. So for to me, forward, yeah. that's a shift. That's a real shift for me to accept that element as being a better path for many people. Oh, that's interesting. So it's fun to have diversity and kind of thought and that kind of stuff, right? That's what I like. Change it up a little bit. Like, what are you doing? Like drive home a different way. Um, talk to somebody different at lunch. I mean, it's just interesting how much more life seems abundant to me with that change than being stuck in your routine. Yeah. I got lucky in that just because I think, um, we've moved, we moved from Colorado to Oklahoma and then we moved from Oklahoma to California right. and that forced change of yes. what it feels like, who you feel like when you go somewhere, yes. you know, um, who you live next to, you know, like the going from a real, uh, suburban to really, really rural. I live very rural right now. Right. Those changes that's forced on you. And, you know, and it, and it's true. I mean, I think if it's forced on you, it's something, but if not to go, what do I want to do different? You right. know, if it, if, if, if your life has been the same for the last 10 years and there's no change coming, like you got the job, you're living in the same place, you're not moving, you know, well, like, how do you make that choice to go today? This is what I'm going to look at and drive home different, <laughs> you know, right with a different hand. I don't know, stupid yeah. stuff. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> no, but the reality is look at change. I think that's a great point. By the way, I also think how you adapt to change is important. So yes, it was yes. forced on you. And of course yes. the question is, okay, so what do we do about it? How do we make that work? Right. As opposed to being resentful or bitter or reclusive, you know, I, I love that process. Just the idea of saying, what's my role in making this a good experience for me in my life. And the other piece is as like, if you raise children, they change. So that, yeah. par that paradigm changes, right? And some people don't change well with it. They still want their kids to be what they were when they were heck full control over them. And that's not healthy for the relationship as they evolve, right? So adapting to change and making it part of your life positively is very important. Mm -hmm. What is, what, I always ask you this question. So like, is there like something that helped you get clear on that? A book, anything like that you, a tool um, something that you have given one of your clients to say, you know, first step is, I always like first steps for people that struggle. So for accepting change. Yeah. Yeah. There are, there are, I can't think of the book titles right now that are good on that, but I do think that it's more of a mindset that says I am okay with me, but I want more. So I like mm. what I've created. I like the opportunities I've enjoyed. Um, I would like to 
expand that into other areas I've never tried before to see what that's like. And I just think maybe, you know, in your gut, I think more than you want to admit, there's Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. you want to change in your life, whether it's um, travel or education or physical fitness or spirituality. I think there's Mm -hmm. a career. I think there's lots of things, you know, in your gut, but you may want to dismiss, not really pay Mm -hmm. attention to. So I think it's more uh, paying attention. I think it's more like if you're willing to actually look inside and say, like, I'm not satisfied in my marriage. Um, okay. So what would you like to do to change you to make the marriage more what you'd like it to be? I, I will promise you, if your motive is clean, it never ends up badly. That doesn't mean it ends up the way you thought it would, but it doesn't end badly. It's always a better thing when your motive is clean in what you're trying to change. On the other hand, like you were saying, you were running away from things. When, that, when that's mm-hmm. your motive, that's not going to be a positive change. And I do think there's a lot of people, it was a Vic, it's a Victor Frankl uh, that said, when a person can't find a deep sense of meaning, they distract themselves with pleasure. Yeah. And I love that concept. So people can think they're changing when all they're doing is distracting themselves with pleasure, which is very empty. It doesn't fulfill what meaning does. So I, yeah. I just would like to suggest to people looking for meaningful experiences, uh, meaningful opportunities uh, that are different perhaps than what they had been on before, what they did before. And I think that would become, uh, makes your life more abundant. That's what it does. Yeah. You know, as we're talking, I just remembered a while ago that if you look at that, um, I'm going to remember her name after i done explaining this. But there is an author who does the growth mindset stuff. Yes, yes. Um, um, yes, I know who you mean. But if you, growth yeah, versus, I think, um, uh, it's Dweck, Carol yep, Dweck, Dweck. That's who it is. Yep, thank you. But if you look at her stuff and you just like, you know, look up growth versus, you know, growth mindset, fixed. you know, versus fixed. Yeah. Yep. If you just, that's an interesting thing to do, I think, too, because it can really help you look at, you know, to become a little bit more expansion and then how to approve, just put everything through that lens. Cause well, she has like a list of things that's kind of cool to say, all right, you said them physical, uh, financial, my family, and then right. just put it through, you know, where are you fixed about those things and where could you go? Oh, I'm still learning about that. Or I'm not there yet or whatever her verbiage is. Or I like more of that. Right. Yeah. I'd like more of that. I, I do think I will tell you right now, the audience, I want you guys to know that the more energy you're putting into trying to fix other people and, and <laughs> change them, you've missed the mark uh, entirely. This is not about changing anyone but you. It's not mm-hmm. about anyone else. But what do I want more of? What do I want to commit to doing more about? And <laughs> as long as you're focusing on them, not you, you're not going to get anywhere at all. That's gold. That's gold right there. So, God, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's just so interesting to me how we only have this one life experience. And when it's over, I mean, you missed the mark by a million miles or you embraced the magic. And mm-hmm. it's your call. And I know people that should not embrace the magic based on what they've experienced. And they are phenomenal at getting over themselves and getting on with life. And I have other people who can't quite ever appreciate how gifted they are and how blessed they are. And, and take advantage of opportunities. It's so, it's even in my inner, my correspondence with people around the world, I am always baffled by the difference in how people are dealing with life from in Africa, in England, mm-hmm. in Australia, in America. It's very interesting to me how differently 
Um, we have to assess our lives and sense what needs to be added to it to make it more abundant. And what we're given the opportunity to do every single day, if we take the, if we take it on and accept it, as opposed to getting resentful, rigid, I'm overwhelmed, ungrateful, those kind of negatives. It's your life. Wake All up, right. live it's, it. That's what it's about. <laughs> and I, you know what? I honestly, it's funny. I talked to you in that one session about um, uh, life after death, right? These people that are saying that honestly, it really yeah. is kind of like one of those, it's like, it's calm. Like it's good. Like you're, it's a safe, comfortable place to be. So this is the chance to deal with your stuff. If you don't do it now, you probably won't have the same opportunity quite like you have it here. The agency, the freedom to actually make choices to make your life what it is, to make your life about other people, to learn how to love. I don't know why we are so uncomfortable addressing that concept. It doesn't matter what frame of reference you put it in, conflict, fitness, education, spirituality, it doesn't matter. You have to love you and you have to love other people if you're going to make the best possible connections of quality of life. There has to be that sense of I value and love you and want you as opposed to, no, I could, but you're this way. So I don't accept that. Well, I might, but you have to alter yourself this way for you to be okay with me. Those limitations keep you from actually experiencing the changes you were brought to earth to live and to experience. Okay. We'll quit for today. Oh, sure. Say Happy that living. Happy living. <laughs> it's the summertime. It's good. It's great. And we'll be back next week with a new podcast. Taylor, I love you. I love you too, my friend. (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye. Hey, Color Code family. It's Kathy Larson. I want you to take down a number. I want you to put this in your contact list under the people code. The number is 385-526-2350. Again. 385-526-2350. Text the word VIP to that number and you'll get back from us a request for your name and your email. That way we'll be in touch with you on anything that's happening at the People Code, any offerings, exciting things that are coming up, and you can let us know what your needs are by texting us at that number. Look forward to staying connected even more. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.